Welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. I am your host, Bill Montoya, and I have Kyle Gilmore joining me again. The return of the Kyle. Finally. How you feeling, man? Yeah, it's been a... I know you're a little under the uh, weather. Yeah, I've definitely been better, but um, busy couple weeks. Obviously missed missed a few of the pods, but um, more than happy to be back. Yeah, and you have a fun trip to unravel as well. But before we get into that, let's... Uh, I just wanted to say that this is our Thanksgiving episode as I will be traveling and I'm not sure what you guys have planned, but I won't be around. So uh, we wanted to get this one out here before before Thanksgiving and all those games. But I did want to take the the time to just say that I am super thankful for one, my family, our, our overall health in our family, and then the outlet that sports are in, in my life, at least. Uh, Kyle, do you want any, to, to add anything to that? I mean, it, I'm basically going to echo, you know, your exact statement. Um, but I guess more specifically, obviously, I'm beyond thankful for my wife. She's absolutely, you know, my best friend and greatest person that's ever been in my life. And we're so happy that we got to bring little Jack into the world this year. So um, he's just over two months old now. Um, a lot to be thankful for. And uh, like you said, I'm honestly just really thankful that, Two years ago, I got a wild hair and decided to hop on the old pod and, you know, well, we get to do this every week. So, um, yes, yeah, lot to be thankful for. Yeah. And I just love those updates on Jack. I mean, he's, he's growing like a weed, but you know, he's a little, oh yeah, still a little guy. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's still little, but he just cracked nine pounds. So we're getting there. Boom. All right, so let's let's jump into the sports, which is our our bread and butter. There, um, I don't know how much you got to watch this last weekend, but obviously I'm I'm riding a high for the first time in a long time. So I'll I'll go into my Raiders, and that is probably going to disappoint some of our our followers because I feel like a good chunk of them are Broncos fans. But um, obviously, we we had our our two best games of the season have both been against Denver. Uh, this last one, we ended up winning 22 to 16 in overtime walk off touchdown to Devonte Adams, who had no one within 20 yards of him on that final play. So I, I know how he got that open because they built off of a previous play where they had, had line, lined up in the same exact form formation. Uh, he ran a similar route, except on this on the overtime play, he he broke off of the previous route. So certain thought he was going on a crosser over the field and he instead he broke away and went to a deep post in the end zone. So Sertain was trying to jump that route and Devontae went the entire different direction. So ended up in the end zone untouched car threw a perfect pass and, and walked him off. Um, did you get to watch that game at all? Uh, just, I, I got to see what mattered. I got to watch a lot of the second half. Yeah. So, I mean, my thoughts on the game were, um, Obviously, like I said, it's it's good to win one finally. We were two and seven going into this game with really, I mean, we hadn't had a good game in four or five weeks, something like that. So it it was great to see them put together a pretty much complete game. Obviously, you'd like to score more than 22 points and, and you don't want to go into overtime, but Denver is the number one deep scoring defense in the league. So points are going to come, you know, at a at a premium and I really thought Josh Jacobs had a great game. 
Uh, Devontae Adams obviously had a great game. Uh, Derek Carr played very well. This is the best he's looked all season. Uh, this is the first time this season that he's looked confident in the pocket from the first snap until the end of the game. Yeah. And like for, for those of you that have watched Derek Carr and his progression in this league, uh, I think he was very, he was, he was that he had that gunslinger mentality. He reminded me of a, a young Brett Favre when he first came in the league. And then after the beatings that he took, and especially when he broke his leg in 2016 to end that yeah. season after that, he was a lot more frantic in the pocket and you could see him get those happy feet. And that's how he's looked all season. Pretty much. Uh, we've seen a couple glimpses of him looking confident in the pocket and that's when they've had some pretty good games, but up until this point in the season, he hasn't put a whole game together where he's looked confident. So, and again, this is against the number one scoring defense in the league. So, uh, those three really stood out to me on offense. Foster Moreau did, had a really big play in overtime to, to set up that Devonte Adams uh, play. Matt Collins had a couple good catches. Um, Amir Abdullah had a couple good catches out of the backfield, but for the most part, it was th that three headed monster at the top. And then on the defensive side of the football, we had Ty Hall from the university of Wyoming made a, a huge sack yeah, against Russell Wilson. And it's funny because I saw that he got called up, but I didn't see what number he was wearing. So when I saw number 37 got the sack, I was like, who the hell is number 37? I haven't seen him all year. And then they said, Tyler Hall. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Tyler got, came up big, and he actually had a really good game uh, in, in yeah, the defensive backfield, played some good uh, cornerback, and then obviously coming up with that sack. And then Clee Farrell. I mean, I know everyone in Raider Nation has kind of crapped all over him because he got picked – number four overall when he shouldn't have gone that high. Yeah. It's not his fault. Guy has a great motor. He came up big in this game. Chandler Jones. I mean, he was applying pressure Finally. to Russell Wilson all, all day. He didn't get home, but, and then the one, the only Max Crosby, he had two sacks. Uh, he had a fumble, a forced fumble right at the end of the second quarter that instead of the, the Broncos scoring a touchdown, they ended up having to do that field goal attempt. And then on the very next play, he blocked the field goal right before the half. So instead of going down uh, seven to thirteen, it ended up being seven to ten at the end of the half. And obviously, those three points loomed large towards the end of the game, where we ended up tying it. So, I couple bad performances I wanted to mention. Sam Webb, he had a great game in the previous game and really got exposed um, in in this game against Denver. So I'm I'm really hoping for a bounce back game from him. And then we should be getting Nate Hobbs back this this upcoming week against Seattle. So I'm hoping this is this is one of those games that after all that noise at the beginning of the season, this is where we start to stack some wins. And obviously the playoffs are we're not statistically eliminated from the playoffs yet. But I mean, we would have to win out and we'd have to have some teams lose for us to even be thinking about that. I feel you. So I'm not I'm not concerned <laughs> about that, so to speak. But I do want to see some momentum building towards next season and showing some progress because I mean, quite honestly, last week, this same time we were talking about how lost the Raiders looked. So, yeah. um, and honestly, I know we've talked about this several times, but I, I think Carr's going to be back next season and they're going to run it back. If Josh McDaniels is showing any progress this season. So, um, anything to add to that? No, I mean, I, 
outside the only thing i was going to mention was ty hall so i mean that was yep. fun yeah um, that was definitely awesome seeing him but and... I, I guess the only thing that i would add because when i dive into the steelers here um it just it never ceases to amaze me how similar our situations are um we've just been kind of like a mirror of each other you know obviously a little bit different storyline but um same record yeah same record now um yeah i don't I, I mean if you're done with the raiders i guess i can just dive in and explain myself a little bit there but well only um, the last thing i was going to mention is just how i think they're going to fare against the seahawks and really i think they're going to match up pretty well against them there's they're similar teams i think seattle's defense is better but um i think, I think the raiders offense is better yeah I think building off of this last game, they should at least make it a competitive game. So I'm not expecting a win, but I, I think they'll at least compete with the Seahawks. So let's move on to your Steelers. Um, I guess I'll go back to last week to start off with. Um, uh, I was lucky enough to be there in Pittsburgh for that Saints game. Um, it was really fun. I got to take my dad. First time he's ever been to Pittsburgh. And then also my brother-in-law, Lewis, who's the first time he'd ever been there. Um, he's a Steelers fan also. So and your dad's um, a pretty Saints special fan, trip. Right? Yeah, he's a Saints fan. Lifelong. He's been through hell. Um uh, yes, he has. <laughs> but uh I mean it was a really good time, you know. I mean, it's everything that Pittsburgh is for us. Good food, you know, got to catch a game, um, see the sights a bit. So it was it was a really good time. It was really hard being away from my wife and son, but um we kind of had some of that planned already in advance so um it was a little hard but i mean the trip itself was good and everybody had a good time and yeah. we came out with a win in um tj's return which was awesome um there was some some progress made in that game and so that brings me to this week uh we ended up losing to cincinnati 37 30 but um i'm honestly not going to drag this game because there are way more positives than there were negatives out of this game. Um, the one negative that I will still ride till the end of the season is I think that Matt Canada just wants this team to fail. I don't know why his play calling is still just absolutely the most atrocious thing. Um, with a young quarterback like Kenny, I just, I, I'll never be able to understand what is going through that mind, that, that man's mind, but um, I'll move on from that. Aside from play calling, um, Kenny looked really comfortable in the pocket, which was awesome. Um, he started to get some connections on some deep passes. He had a really beautiful pass down to uh, George Pickens for a touchdown. Um, so I think there's a lot of positive there. Uh, Levi Wallace, who we picked up from the Bills, is honestly our only, and in my opinion, our only person that should be starting at corner. Everybody else we have in there should not be a starting cornerback. Um, and really, as far as our secondary, only Minka and him are really, really the only two that should be on a starting uh, depth chart. Yeah. But um, all in all, I mean, we scored 30 points. Yes, we lost. But 30 points is huge for us at this point because we have for had sure. just a drought. Um even uh, Najee got running. Yeah. Go ahead. That was good to see. The stat that, that I saw with the uh, Steelers <laughs> yeah. that kind of blew me away was they have the worst point differential in the NFL right now. 
And we were the only team in the league without a touchdown of 10 plus yards in the air up until this game. Um, thankfully crazy. we took care of that, but, um, I don't know, man. I don't, like I said, all in all, I think there's way more positives to come out of this. This is a Cincinnati team that's come on of late, just like they did last season. Um, and it's funny that you said your two games against the Broncos were your two best games. I think our two best games this season have been our two against Cincinnati as far as, um, you know, being competitive and sticking with it. Yep. I, I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm already in the point of like, I'm looking at draft picks. I'm looking at where we're going to end up. And it's not that I've abandoned this season. It's just, I'm realistic. Um, like Kenny's progression and things like that are far more important to me than what our win loss record is at the end of the year. Um, basically I want to hear a offensive tackle (laughs) in first round called, and I would like a new offensive coordinator announced literally the second this season ends. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if Tomlin is worried that it might set Kenny back bringing in a new coordinator. I don't know what's in his mindset. I don't know what the deal is, but, um, I think our biggest, I mean, our biggest issue is, is in our own house and that's his play calling is, you know, I, I always joke and compare it to uh bowl, but every single time, man, it's, uh, you know, pass to the outside on first down, you know, goes incomplete. We run it with Najee for half a yard or we get, you know, pushed back and it's third and long every time for Kenny. And then he's got to force it. So, um, well, we'll get to bowl here I'm, shortly. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get there. But all in all, like I said, it, it's, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um, our defensive line is actually really doing well um, with TJ, Alex Highsmith, and then obviously Cam Hayward, but um, Larry Ovenjovi that we picked up also in the off season, he's really good next to Cam Hayward. So those four guys have been really awesome. And because outside of those four, we have we have a good line, and then those two defensive backs I mentioned. That's it. I don't really like our linebacking core across the board. I don't like my other safety, and I don't like the rest of my corners. So I'm hoping that's what we address, and that's that's where I'm at for the season. Um, just looking at what will look like next season. So, I'm in a similar boat. Obviously, I'm still talking about I want to see them win, which yeah. ultimately hurts their draft position. But I feel like well them main or them building some momentum for for next season is a lot more important than you know securing yeah. a high draft pick at this point. Because, like I said, I think they're going to run it back with Derek Carr. So. I still think they'll draft a, a quarterback, but I don't think they're going to be in the top, you know, five or wherever to get the top quarterbacks. Um, plus, that was the I one thing. I, saw oh, go ahead. The the guy from Tennessee tore his ACL in in their yeah. game, so he was yeah. the one I was kind of keeping an eye on because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't supposed to go top five, top ten, um, but he looks like a pretty intriguing prospect. Plus. Can you imagine having another hooker in Las Vegas? Yeah. There we go. Um, that was the one thing I, I forgot to mention too. Um, I mean, as far as optimism for next season, I think we're sitting at, with the eighth pick right now um, because of the Chase Claypool trade. Um, Chicago's not doing that great either. So we would have, I think, the eighth, the 34th, and the 38th pick. 
Yeah. So I mean, you guys that gives us a, a real opportunity to change the team. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can hit on even two out of those three picks, um, or you yeah. can do what the Raiders do we'll and see. miss on every single one of them. You know, <laughs> except the yeah. running back mm-hmm. that you probably could have got in the second round if you didn't get him in the first. But you know, it's fine. Gee, dang it. We we love Josh Jacobs, and I hope he I hope he sticks around, especially so, lately. Yeah. Um, okay. So is that all you had with the Steelers? I think so. Okay. So we'll just hit a couple quick notes on some news around the league, and that is uh, I don't know if you saw oh, Kyle man. Pitts, the star tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He hurt his MCL, and they put him on the IR. They said he may have a chance to come back for playoffs. Um, if they were to end up making the playoffs. And I I think one move they did make that will at least enhance those playoff opportunities is they did sign Will Compton today. Uh, Playoff Willie, as he's known. So, Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's headed to Atlanta. Uh, Excited for him. Uh, Just kind of hoping the Raiders would bring him in when um, uh, Blake Martinez retired abruptly but he goes to atlanta and then melvin gordon uh, got released by the broncos after the raiders game he had that key fumble right before the half that i i was talking about max crosby forced Uh, he's had a ton of fumbling issues while he's been with the broncos so i think that was a probably a good move for both parties because he wasn't getting a ton of playing time and uh, when he was getting on the field he was fumbling so then he'd piss off the the coach, which obviously you got to hold on to the football, but when you're not getting many opportunities to run the rock, you can't really get in a rhythm either. So um, like I said, I think probably both parties are at fault in that relationship. And I don't think Nathaniel Hackett's going to be there much longer anyway. So um, what do you think about that situation? Do you think they, do you think he makes it to the end of the season? Oh, I don't know. I, I almost want to lean towards no. Um, I mean, if I was the them, I would I want say, to start right now. Yeah. The only reason start I changing. think he'll probably stick around is because I feel like if they were going to fire him, it would have been after the Raiders game because he, you know, that's their biggest rival. That's fair. Raiders have beat them six times in a row now. So I just, I've, I can't remember the last time. I mean, this to me, this is almost like the equivalent of like the Lakers of last year. You know, they they built this team that everybody expected to just dominate and just fell flat. Yep. You had Russell Wilson come in. You had this, you know, this new coaching staff that was, you know, going to work miracles. Even your players like Melvin Gordon, everybody thought had these high high expectations. Yep. And. Uh, excuse me even being able to bring Bob Miller back I mean I, I know that was probably never realistic but um everything that they did and tried and talked about in the offseason everything fell flat and obviously the most glaring of those things is the Russell Wilson contract and what they've gotten out of it um but it's I don't know man I I can't remember the last time I saw something like this in the NFL uh, well, I think it's pretty yeah, one- once they hitched their saddle to the uh, let's ride Russell Wilson, I don't think bringing Vaughn back was a possibility just because of that salary. No, no. 
But can you imagine, like, if this is the best Russell Wilson's going to play and they're tied to him for at least the next three seasons because of that dead cap hit? Yeah. Oof. I mean. Good time to be a Raiders fan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is, like, as (laughs) bad as we have it with McDaniels at the helm right now. And like I said, I'm still hopeful he can turn it around. But I'd much rather be the Raiders than I would the, the Broncos tied to Russell Wilson. So. If if they were to I, cut I've, him at the well, end of this season, it's like an eighty-seven million dollar dead caps. Well, and that's that's the crazy thing because if you take away the name and the contract, that quarterback gets cut for sure. Probably already. I yeah. mean, they've probably been benched. Um, it's just so funny how contracts and things like that, how much they really do impact what the product on the field. Um yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I actually, I, part of me really does feel for Broncos fans because, holy cow, the optimism was so high. and just Oh, it really was. I, I mean, mean, it's like the Hindenburg coming down, dude. It has just been awful. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll and that's jump coming from, from that. a Steelers fan. Yeah. We'll jump <laughs> from that struggling quarterback to another, and that is Zach Wilson oh, and the, the New York Jets. Did you see his press conference after the game? Unfortunately, um, yeah. For those that didn't see it, uh, they ended up losing three to ten against the Patriots. I I want to say in the second half they were putting up two point seven inches per play. <laughs> the Jets were that. So um, after the game, he uh, Zach Wilson was asked, "Do you feel like you let down the defense by by only giving them three points?" And he immediately said, "No." no. Um, and that's not going to sit well with a, a locker room, a veteran locker room. Um, but today, they, the me, or maybe it was yesterday, the media asked and said, are, are you committed to Zach Wilson going forward to Rabbit, Robert Sala? And he said, at this point, everything's up in the air. So he's not giving his quarterback a vote of confidence. And I feel like this is probably going to be a punishment for, for that comment and maybe a wake-up call for Zach Wilson because he has not progressed as a quarterback in, in his season plus of playing. Obviously, he lost some some time at the beginning of this season with the, yeah. the injury. But, I mean, he's not making the progress you want to see from a franchise-type quarterback. And right now, they're in a position to win. I mean, they're 6-4, and four, obviously had a good chance to win that game uh, against the Patriots last week. So, uh, do you think they move on? And, and if they do, do you think – it's white, or do you think they go to, to good old oh, Joe man. Flacco? I mean, they got a win with Joe Flacco. Um, I think they had two. I don't, it sucks, too. I think they might have had two. Uh, it, it's unfortunate because you started to see Zach Wilson starting to – he was showing flashes, and you were like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe this season's it. He's going to turn a corner. And at the very least, when you're a young quarterback, you at least have to have the right answers after the game. Like if you have a rough game, that's fine. You're you're looking to be the new leader of this team as the quarterback. You have got to have the right answers. And that was not it. Um, I don't know. That mixed with I've always been I'm a locker room guy. I always want the healthy, you know, locker room that takes care of itself. With that kind of a comment, with the coach not obviously giving the vote of confidence, and then with his play, I mean, I don't know. I 
I bench him for the rest of the season and let him compete next season's training camp. And you'll cross that bridge when you get there. Yeah. No, that's crazy to me how he, I mean, it seems like he's had no media training because I feel like any Seriously. PR person would say to, to train them would basically just say, if, if you do bad, own up to it. If you guys do well, credit the team. And and that's what you usually I, get in those press conferences is you get the, I guess know, the my thing responses. Right. And, but my thing is, is, you know, growing up with, you know, team sports and stuff, you could go interview a middle schooler after a football game and they're going to know to have their teammates back. They're going to know, I mean, this is absurd. This is a horrible, horrible PR issue. And as far as I'm concerned, Um, I don't know. I would, if I was the coach, I would definitely be making an example out of him. Yeah. And I think, I think so. It's not like you're losing out on the play. I just don't know if they go with White or if they go with with Flacco this week. I'd throw old Flacco in there. And then is it a (laughs) multi-week thing? I know you said you would do it for the rest of the season, but realistically, I don't think Flacco. I I guess I I, I should retract that. I forgot. Maybe. I I forgot how in the race they still are. Yeah. Um, I I don't think the season will end that way. I don't think they're still going to be in the AFC hunt, but. No, um, the Patriots I defense guess, has been carrying them in these games. I mean, it's crazy. I can't believe some of these games the Patriots have squeaked out. It's, it's if they crazy. could just get Josh McDaniels back at offensive coordinator, they'd be a they'd be a pretty good team this year. Oh boy, make them a deal. <laughs> oh you boy, need a, need a washing machine or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they would just pick up the rest of his contract, Mark would probably be okay with that, but. That's probably um, true. All right. So that, I think that's all I had NFL-wise. I'm sure there's a couple of things that are broke since I put some, these notes in there, but I think that's probably good for now. Um, let's move on to our, our Wyoming Cowboys, who are coming off that 20-17 to 17 loss against Boise State. Uh, I think most people and odds makers had Boise as pretty heavy favorites going into this game. So you feel like, you know, before the game, if you say you're only going to lose by three and it's going to be competitive right until the end, you'd be happy with it. But Absolutely. seeing how that game ended, it it was it left me very frustrated. How, how did you feel about it? Um. So I mean, we were texting a little bit during the game. Yeah. The first half and especially the first quarter. I mean, it went exactly how we needed it to. Yep. Um, I didn't expect it to go that well. Uh, it's also why I was as nervous as I was going into the second half. And man, I, I've never been so frustrated with a close game. I think ever yeah. part of it's because it's Boise state and I just absolutely hate them. Um, I think and we're it's also one the in fact 17 that against them we, now. Yep. We've only ever won once. Um, the frustrating part is it was our game. We lost this game. They didn't win. Um, I really do feel that way. We we gave this game away in the second half. I don't know. Oh man, I don't. Talking about the play calling again, but I don't understand what we were doing, especially late in the game. Um, it's like we, it's like we took our foot off the pedal. Like we had them on the ropes, and I think I don't know they... if we got. I don't know. I think Boise State made halftime adjustments and and kind of keyed in well, on of what, 
what we were doing successfully and and bowl once again just pounded his head against the wall and hoped for the best but outside of that 83 yard Titus Wen run I mean there was nothing to to look at in the second half and say yeah we're gonna win this game Uh, obviously that one (laughs) kind of shocked the hell out of me I mean at that point I was like I don't even need to watch the offense I know we're just gonna do run three plays and punt and the, uh, I the, the run game in general. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just gonna say the run game is probably the only thing that was not the only thing, but obviously it was the it was the biggest gem from the game. Yeah, uh, Boise's run defense is unreal. I still don't know how we had the first half that we did. Yeah, um, well, our our linemen were block and possessed. Yeah. Losing McNeely in that second half really hurt us because you had the whole thunder and lightning thing with McNeely being the fast one. And then obviously Titus Wynn can just do everything, but I don't DQ James must've been hurt because I didn't see him once in that game. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened with that, but I mean, I think we have the best three, three person backfield in the nation at this point. I mean, obviously Titus Wynn's a senior, McNeely's super fast. He's good out of the backfield catching the ball. So, and then DQ is averaging like, I don't know. I think last I saw he was averaging like 10 yards a carry. So that, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I, I, we were texting a lot during this game, um, especially talking about Clemens. Yeah. Um, I, those throws are going to haunt me. But I, I guess that's the biggest thing that kills me is that's where we had the game one is for even sure connecting on one or two of those especially that that touchdown well the um, frustrating thing is you you fault him because he kept throwing in a double coverage and that's why he had the three picks every single one of them was was right mm-hmm. in double coverage shouldn't have made the throw but you also see on that one he threw to to Cobbs split the double coverage right into Cobb's hands and Cobb's doesn't come up with it. And then number yeah. nine, right before he got hurt, I forget his name. Um, he had another one that hit him in the hands that, that Clemens made a good throw. I mean, there were several j- drop True. passes uh, by tight ends, wide receivers. So I don't want to say that it's all on Clemens because his receivers weren't really doing him any no, favors. It's, it's on the passing game in general, uh, but I mean, especially that, is. that play at the end, I mean, first down and he throws it into double coverage and gets picked off. Like if, if bull holds true to what he does. Okay. But let's go back a little bit. So fourth quarter, they just have to run the ball to, to bleed out the clock. Wyoming forces a a fumble, recovers it. Defensive lineman takes it, picks it up, scoops it. I think he's going to score right at the end. He, he, he pulls up and, and gets caught from behind. I think they had it the seven yard line, right? Sounds about yeah. right. I want to say seven, seven, eight yard line. So we we know they're probably not gonna they're probably not gonna run it um, just because clocks against them. I think there was forty seconds left at that point by the time they had blown it dead. So you still have some time to to do some stuff over the middle of the field if you want to maybe try a run. Uh, but instead they they call up a looked like four four verticals essentially everyone just read ran to the back of the end zone and he tried to thread it in there and gets picked off on first down if you feel like if bowl is going to go stubborn there uh he tries a draw play or something with titus Wen to give him the opportunity to at least 
try to break one. The one time I want Craig Bull to beat Craig Bull. Yep, and he doesn't. And he, in his post game, well, I guess they do it the next day. But the in his press conference, he essentially said, "If you have a problem with trying to go for the win there, then you're you're part of the problem. Essentially, you want me to be aggressive, I but then when I am, win. you 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 get on me for for being aggressive. And it's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, like you didn't have any business having a chance to tie it right there at the end, but you're already in field goal range. So at the very worst, you run two plays, spike it on third down and then kick the field goal to take it to overtime. So you at least have a chance to win it. Instead, you just throw it right to the back of the end zone, get picked off and the game's over. I'm all for being aggressive, but you also have to be smart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, and as much as he struggled, yeah. In that game, it's tough to put his put the ball in his hand at the end. If if it's right, easily right. there, and you know he's an experienced player, played more than one game in his in his career, or I guess started more than one game in his career, maybe you let it ride. But I still feel like if Peasley's in there, they're probably going to do a, a run pass option, see what's available, either hand it yeah. off, or if they see someone break open, then then throw it. But it was pretty rough, pretty rough. It was a horrible end to that game. So they won't win the the mountain com- or division. Um, thought they had a pretty good chance. At, obviously, they win that game. They still have a tough game coming up against Fresno State. So there's yeah. a pretty good chance they lose that one um, and finish the season at. I think that would put them at seven and five, right? Yep. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, still a winning record. Into Boise. Still bowl eligible and if you tell us that at the beginning of the season obviously we would take it but the way that they yeah. they ripped off that stretch run in the middle there and then just to fall down at the very end it's it's kind of frustrating so we'll see what happens with the bowl Agreed. game i would love to go i really wanted to go to that boise state game but we stopped flying to laramie so getting there's a, a real pain now but um yeah uh anything else football wise um i guess rather than just ending on a sour note um i do gotta give the the defense a lot of props for sure um they really played a hell of a game uh i mean even late into that game they kept it was still winnable they kept us in a position to where um you know it's not the game I was expecting. I'll just say that the defense kept it obviously a three point finish, but um, I was really impressed with how they stacked up against that Boise offense. Yeah. Well, they played, played out of their minds. I mean, if you would have told me before the game, it's 20 to 17, I, I would have said Wyoming wins that game, but yeah, just missed. So uh, moving on, got a couple notes about Wyoming basketball and that's the, the men they've started their season. They're three and three. Uh, they're missing Graham EK. The, I mean, he was predicted to, to be in the conversations for yeah. player of the year at the end of the season. Uh, I think they said he's going to miss up to two months. So we may be looking at February before he even gets back possibly. And then um, Maldonado got hurt against Boston college. So he missed most of that game. And Linder said, you know, if you're missing the best two players on your team going up against an ACC opponent, you're probably not going to have much luck in that game. And he said, I don't want to say, you know, we're looking for excuses or anything, but 
he said, when we get our, our players back, I think we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I absolutely agree with him. I mean, I think they're going to be in the conversation for, for winning this mountain West conference. Um, and maybe, maybe even making a push in the, the, the tournament in March madness. So I, I'm excited to watch them. I, I've only get gotten to see two games so far. Uh, have you got yeah, any I only of them? catch glimpses of them? Yeah. And then the, the females, the ladies, they just won their, their first game against Denver yes, they did. a couple nights ago. And then they actually played earlier this afternoon and they ended up winning that game as well. So they're, they're currently sitting at two and two. I, I wish I could watch them, but unfortunately it doesn't they're, seem like hard to catch. Yeah. Mountain West conference basketball, especially on the ladies side is, is not shown very much. So um, just wanted to give them a quick shout out because we are following although it may be from a distance. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, and then did you want to talk any about fantasy football? Just give a quick update on how, how the team's doing or. Um, sure. I'm having a horrible season. Both Are weeks. you? <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, had some pretty bad luck with injuries. Um, I mean, like one week I had literally every running back on my, um, my team didn't play that week. Um, I've been, I've been having to do a lot of crazy swapping and then honestly, just at home with the kiddo, I have not put my, my normal time into fantasy football that I usually do, but same, um, that's all right. My, like my brother-in-laws are having a really good time with it. So I'm enjoying them having fun with it. So let's just say, uh, my name is not going to be on the trophy. That's unfortunate. I'm I'm trying to do my my portion. Uh, both game or one of both, us has got to do it, I guess. Both both leagues, I'm I'm towards the top. So I but I've been kind of in that same boat. Like I haven't been able to do the waivers as much as I normally do, just because like we're trying to move our our kids. They're in a it sharing a room right now. We're getting ready to move them into their own room. So we've been redecorating. Obviously, got Christmas stuff coming up. Uh, we're we're getting ready to oh, leave yeah. town tomorrow, so I've been packing and doing laundry and all that stuff. As you can see behind me, I've also rearranged. I can't even tell. There we go. <laughs> rearranged the office. Getting there. Still got to hang a couple bookshelves and things like that to get to get my memorabilia up there. Uh, but yeah. yeah, just making progress on a bunch of things, and it's all keeping me busy. On top of you know having three boys, so. Um, but I'm I'm hoping end of the season my name's on that trophy. Well, it's it's waiting for you, Bill. It's yeah. waiting for you. I, I, I'm I'm sure hoping. But okay, anything else you wanted to bring up before we we cut it loose? I did just want to say my Warriors are still struggling. I don't know if you want to do a quick Magic update or. Um. Sure. Uh, I mean they're losing a lot of games. I it's it's to be expected still. I think, but um. Man, uh, Suggs and um, Banchero, I mean, they just have some young guys that, I mean, they're putting on a clinic and not to beat up. I mean, it's been weeks now, but um, when we played your Golden State uh, Warriors, Suggs was unreal against you guys. I think that's been his best. I think that's the best game he's had in his, in his career so far. But, um, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with all your top players and, um, at the very least was on their level for that game. So, um, 
you know, I mean, to, to, to win in the league, that's got to be sustainable over a whole season. But there's some really cool glimpses. Um, like Banchero, I mean, he's he's putting up crazy points for um, for a rookie. So it's nice to see uh, he has been hurt. Hopefully get him back 100% healthy. Um, I don't know, just more of the same with apparently every one of my teams likes to be a situation where we're optimistic about the future while we're suffering the present. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. don't don't <laughs> play that too at. much. You are you are a Steelers fan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention with my Warriors, they're obviously eight and ten on the the lower side of the conference in terms of the standings, but we did see a couple good glimpses at least. Uh, they just had a players-only meeting a couple days ago after they had a really atrocious outing against the Suns again. Um, Draymond, Green, Draymond Green actually, I think, had a productive players-only meeting where he kind of told Clay, hey, we know who you are. We know you're going to get back to it. But right now you need to pass up those decent shots to get someone else a good shot. If yeah. you're wide open, fire away. But if it's just a decent shot, pass to the next one so we can get a good shot. And he seemed to respond to that well. Uh, he actually had his first 40-point game uh, in not the last game, but the, the game before that. So uh, the last game, they actually sat most of their starters against the Pelicans and got absolutely dominated. But the game before that, they they had a really good outing. I actually got to watch it, and it pissed me off because – I haven't got to see many of their games, but I, I watched the Pelicans game where they sat Steph, Clay, Draymond, yeah, and rough. Andrew. So, yeah, it was it was bad. I think they ended up losing by like 30 or 40 points. So, But that's all I had. So, Kyle, I did want to thank you for, for jumping back on. Everyone give him a round of applause here. There we go. Beautiful. Oh, jeez. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, we, we appreciate you coming on. We'd love to have some some chat feedback. If you guys have any questions for us, comments, I'll, I'll post the clip. You guys get those questions in on our, on our social media. Usually put it on the Instagram where you can just write from our story. You can click what question you have. It'll come straight to us, and then we can answer it on the next pod. So, Kyle, any parting words? No, just happy holidays to all of our, our listeners, all of our followers. Um, uh, be safe this holiday season, and you know, hopefully we'll get back to you guys here in December. Yep. I hope you start feeling better, you and the wife. Yeah, me too. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon.